Joseph Jr. That would be me. How are you? What's going on? Are you at home? I am. Okay. Um, What's for breakfast? A cup of tea. Lovely. That's it. And then when I'm done with you guys, I've got one more, and then I'm back in the studio. Excellent. Um, what do you? Oh, who's there? Who's there in the background? Going? No, nobody actually. They're, they all went home yesterday. It's just me and uh, me and Ronan. Okay. A bit of this and a bit of that. Um, and what are you working on today? More of your own stuff, or uh, some down and out stuff? Oh actually, yeah. We're planning through a bunch of different things. But today, I would probably toss a coin and go with the new down and out record. Excellent. Nice. Okay. And you're doing all that at home. Of course, super. Done everything we've ever done since Adrenalize here. Um, I, I know that it's been a busy little room, and of course, all the Lizzie stuff of, of yes, know, we yeah. did the Lizzie remixes with Scott mm, Gorham and yeah. uh, and Brian Downey about five years ago. Yeah, no, actually, got seven. It's brief. Uh, listen, man, I did, <laughs> when you talk about time traveling, um, how does does hysteria seem like yesterday to you, or is it a far away thing? No, it's more like yesterday because he's, I think for things to be a faraway thing, you have to separate it from them, cut the umbilical cord and gone off and done something else, and then you come back to it and you go, ooh. But it's been a constant in our lives since since we put it out because, um, you know, it's just never died. The thing just keeps on going. It's It's got a life and it's got an orbit of its own, and it just it just never kind of went to sleep. So, yeah, it's, it's just a constant, like, breathing or shaving or... <laughs> Drinking cups of tea. Right, but when when you go, go back and revisit it, uh, do you ever kind of think, oh, Jesus, do you know what? I really wish I hadn't have used those lines or those lyrics here or changed that riff or blah, blah, blah. Or does it still all kind of go, no, this this all fits very well and all sits lovely? Well, in fairness, I haven't really heard the record very often since we put it out because I'm not the kind of guy that gets up in the morning has a good stretch and then listens to myself, you know. But um, <laughs> Unlike but, us. <laughs> yeah, we've remastered it. I've maybe put, I've put it on to... A, B, it to a previous mastering job, all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. Um, there's not really much that I'd go, oh, dear, you know. Um, I think, in hindsight, I've said often that we may have put too many songs on it, you know, like we could have saved one or two for the next album. Right. Because we didn't need to do 12, but that's just a stupid thing to say, in fairness, because, A, everybody loves it the way it is, hmm. uh, or appears to, at least, and... It was an era in 1986, 87, when we were, you know, putting it together and releasing it, where the CD was at the form, you know, actual forefront of everything. And because you could put 80 minutes of music on a CD, you weren't tied down to the length that vinyl handcuffed you at, you know, which is kind of 20 minutes per side. We mm. we specifically went to do it like a, an hour-long album because mm. a we'd been away for so long and we got so many songs on the go that we thought, well, why don't we just put them all on? Um, and oh, you know, and, and it was it was exciting back then to do a and sixty three minute record, you know. But I we I do remember we specifically put a song called Run Riot at about the forty minute mark. Yeah. Just to kind of you know, if everybody's psychologically trained for an album to finish there, I thought we'd better wake them up. That's the way. Right there where the album would normally end. So you know what? Putting on side three, if you like. It's going to be a, a nice thing to see it, though, played in full. I mean, this has been a lovely... Springsteen does it often. You know, um, you 2 Joshua Tree, Joshua Tree uh, yeah. out there doing these big albums. Uh, are you guys quite excited, all fired up? I know you have to say you are, but are you genuinely looking forward to hitting the, the world again with all of this? Well, we're not, we're not hitting the world. We're hitting Ireland and Great Britain. That's it, because we've done this before. We we put out a DVD um, called uh, Viva Hysteria in mm. yeah. 2013. From the... So 
we're revisiting this. This isn't the first time we've done it. You know, I kind of got, I was aware of the fact that people are going to say, oh, you know, you too did it, so you've decided to do it. It's like, actually, I'm not saying it was the other way around, but it certainly wasn't because of that, you know. Um, so we did it in 2013, and of course, when the, the European press, if you like, the British press, said, well, what about us, sort mm. of thing. So, well, we will when we get a chance, but mm. we did it as a kind of a stopgap between one tour and starting and the other, the next album. Was that the same tour where you guys were supporting yourselves? Yes, that yeah. was the one. We were Dead Flat Birds. Dead Flat Birds, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> what a brilliant idea. Well, it was great because, um, <laughs> I'm not going to name him, but there was a, 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 a relatively well-known celebrity's party came to see us one night, and his mate... Was had a few skinful basically, and yeah. he came backstage afterwards, and he says, "You need to have a word with that opening act singer because he was slagging you off on." <laughs> oh, pretty. Can we play? A, can we play a game of yes, no, and guess the celebrity that did that? No, because he wasn't him; it was his mate. All oh, right, yeah. right. right. <laughs> fair. Bringing it back to today, Joe, and the fact that it's all gone streaming and digital and global again. Uh, does that kind of reinvigorate the whole thing for you? And the fact that. It's all done so bloody well now well, that it's yeah. on the digital platforms. Yeah. Done well, I don't know. I mean, you'd hope so working with a, a, a mega company like Universal who we'd kind of fell out with and then fell back in with and not really had any dealings with since 2009 when our record label, uh, basically our record deal with the label lapsed, you know. Mm. Um, we didn't have any digital dealings with them. So, and we weren't hurting, you know. We, we weren't sure if it was a fad. It's like, how far do we go with this before it just becomes like the Betamax, you know? Mm. It's like, what do you do? So we we just carried on putting records out on our own label and, and you know, we owned them. They were up, they were they were there to be streamed and, and, and downloaded and whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the catalog wasn't. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make sure that we got the right deal and we finally put that together. We had then we had to remaster every single song because you know, the streaming, the sonics of a streaming... It's very different to... Streaming is very different to, say, vinyl or CD. Or CD, so yeah. yeah. All that. What a, you know, we, we did the arty stuff and we let the grown-ups deal with the with all the percentages now, and all that kind of stuff. You remember <laughs> there was all that talk as well because there had been the battle with the, the record company or whatever, that there was all this talk that you were going to re-record those... Oh, we did. Th- I mean, we did a few, but we didn't... We weren't going to go in and do one of those petrol station CDs that sound like that. <laughs> You know, okay. the, the thing is, all we would ever do is do something for an event, not just for the sake of it. Because we were touring, we wanted to tour, we like to play live. We didn't need to do this. We were yeah, like sure. looking for other sources of mm. income. Yeah. But we did record uh, Sugar and Rock of Ages for the movie Rock of Ages. Yeah. Paul Giamatti and, and Alex uh, Baldwin, Tom Cruise, etc. And yeah. we re recorded Hysteria when we did Viva Hysteria in. Vegas just to launch them. Yeah, um, we did that. But other than that, it was just the the, the last album, uh, the live album that we put out in 2011, oh. and the rest of the time we've just been playing live. Yeah. So the stuff that's on Spotify though, and the stuff that's on iTunes now, is the original albums remastered. Yeah. Okay. The Leopard EP, which is the thing that got us our record deal in the first place. Yeah. And we found some like lost sessions that we'd forgotten about, and that's a great thing when you actually finally. Dust off the cobwebs off your shelving, and you go, "What the hell is this?" God, you, you know what, Joe? It, it all sounds very nice in your world. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, getting out there, still enjoying it so many years later. And this time round, when you come to see us in the Three Arena, it's a cheap trick. Ricky Nelson was in here not so long. Well, the last time they were in and did the Olympia, he's a mad bastard. He is. He's completely nuts. I love him. I love those guys <laughs> to death. I was a fan as a kid. I was a fan. 
And uh, we've toured with them loads of times in uh, in the States, like at least three, four times they've, they've been our special guests on many tours. Yeah. So, you know, we we were we wanted somebody special on this. We've always enjoyed the, the fact that it's like an event. I remember the first time I saw you two at Croke Park, they had like uh, the Pretenders and Lou Reed. Mm. You're like, well, this is going to be a good day. I'm going down early. Mm. I, you know, rather than... You know, that, that band, Special Guests, they're not very good, are they? Support. They're not very good either. Or neither are TBC. Yeah, they, they get a lot them? of gigs, though. TBC really? are everywhere, yeah. man. Everywhere. Um, so, listen, we are obviously looking very much forward to you rolling back into Three Arena. Um, the last couple of shows in Three Arena, have you been happy enough with those? Because I, I know people have been moaning at you. Oh, they have? What about... Well, there was, there was. I remember. Was it was it in the Dublin show where you said to us, "Come on now, Belfast ran amok with you last night. Get into uh, it." Do you remember that, Shin? Hello, that's called theatre, darling. Oh, oh, is it now? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm giving all my tricks away here. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, whenever you played the night before, if you want to get your crowd going, you just say, "Well, last night we were in Philadelphia and they made way more noise than that." That's when you're the in way. New York, and then they go nuts and they make more noise. <laughs> no, no, no. The last time we played here was the most people we've ever played in Dublin. You know, yeah, right? it's like yeah. going up and up and up and up. And this one's this one's doing really well. It'll be sold out by the time we go on stage. I'm hoping. No, of I'm course. sure it's not far off now. In fairness, I wouldn't I mean, think so. The whole British tour is amazing. We had, had a second London show because the first one um, at the O2 over there sold out in 30 minutes. Yeah. You know? So it's looking like it's going to be a massive tour. No, you know? of course. I mean, it's 12 shows. We get this is exactly what we did when we were in Vegas. Um, it's just the right length to do this without us going loopy. Right, but will Europe get to get to a bit of you as well down the line, do you think? Well, there's the thing. Once you actually do this, as you will well know with anything now, whether it be a can of beans or a tour, once it goes on the internet, within a nanosecond, it's in Tasmania as well as, True. you know, it's not just mm. the local newspaper yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. So the promoters know, and the promoters will start talking to, as I say, it's a grown-ups thing. They'll make offers for next yeah. summer or something like that, and we might do some festivals. It just depends, you know. I mean, there's talk of us going to Japan with this. It's, it's just one of those things that if we're in the mood, we can kind of revisit this at any time we want because it doesn't matter whether Dave Gilmore, Pink Floyd exist or not. You know, he's done Dark Side of the Moon a bunch of times, and Roger Waters done it, and they can come back to it. He did The Wall. It's one yeah, of those of course. things where it's like... We want to tour. We haven't got a new album ready, so you don't want to tour just for the sake of it. You've got to make it an event. Mm. Well, people really aren't that interested in seeing you that often. If you've got nothing new to say or something important, and I think Hysteria is a very important record. Well, Joe, I have to say, I am very much looking forward to seeing you for the first time in, I'm going to say, 30 years. Where have you been, man? Well, I was going to tell you and test your memory on this one because I think the last time I saw you was in St. Andrew's... Football Hall in Blackrock, playing football with Dermot Morgan and Tony Ward. Yeah, every Tuesday and Friday night, they used to kick the crap out of me. There you go. <laughs> well, I was that little six-year-old standing up there waiting for my dad to stop kicking the crap out of you <laughs> So I am looking forward to seeing you 30 years later, Joe. Well, I won't be playing football up there. All right, then. I'll bring a ball. We can have a kickabout out backstage. <laughs> Last time I saw you, you were chatting through Fleetwood Mac to somebody beside you and I was sitting behind you and I wanted to kick you in the back. <laughs> yeah, I probably had too many drinks. I was actually, I remember that gig, I was talking, it was a song called So Afraid and and I was actually just raving about how brilliant um, 
the guitar solo was. And I'm thinking, you know, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Lindsay? Um, as a guitarist. Not a chance. No, but, he does um, not. He, that solo he did was kind of like the Fleetwood Mac version of Moon Age Daydream. It uh, was so fantastic. It, well, I couldn't stop talking about it. it the fingers, like, man. I don't know how they... Like, I've never seen anything move so quick. He's so... He's, he's spectacular. Listen, while we have you real quick, you know the way everybody's kind of calling it a day now and Elton John's about to embark on the... In fact, he's a he's a, a Vegas favourite as well. Yeah. He's about to embark on Farewell to the Road. Paul Simon calling it a day. What, what do you think when you see these big acts sort of saying, look, touring, it's just too much now? Well, you know, once you hit 70, it is not the same as when you're 35. And mm. even then, that's not the same as it was when you were 18, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. It's all down to pacing. It's all down to, like, how much do you need it? How much do you actually enjoy it anymore? Mm. If it becomes a chore, it doesn't matter what age you are, you should just stop, you know. If if, if your soul's getting no food from, from touring, then there's not really much point in doing it unless you're skin, you know. I mean... A lot of these bands, when they reform, he said the destiny brought them together. And our drummer always says, Rick always says, no, nah, I think it was the bank manager. Yeah, the bank yeah. manager brought you back <laughs> together. No, but, um, exactly right. You know, if you look after yourself over the years, so you don't have to do that kind of thing, then there's no point. I get it. I get, I mean, I was really sad to read about Neil Diamond because that was, yeah. quite, mm. it was, it was, you know, it was a medical situation. Well, he was forced into it, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Elton John, it's like, yeah, I'm retiring. Really? A hundred shows for the next three years? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. That's like more than we do. <laughs> My goodness. Um, you know, and I look at somebody like Ian Hunter, who was like my hero growing up, you yeah. know, Mott the Hoople. Yeah. He's, yeah. But he's, he's still out there, though. He's, he's still doing it. He's 78. He'll be 79 now, by the time he hits the road this summer. You know. And he still does two hour shows. Well, mm. but there, were, there was he a question. It, yeah, know? but I know he's, he's. But why don't you ever guess Ian Hunter on a support there for you? Because, uh, A, he doesn't want to tour for four months, five, six months, like we do. You can't keep chopping and changing your support acts once you've got a tour lined up. Oh, and right. It's, you know, I mean, listen, if it was up to me, the amount of bands and diff- bands that we play with would change on a weekly basis. Yeah, of course. I'd go out with the Struts, or I would go out with, or at least I would offer it to them if they wanted it, you mm. know, of Greta Van Fleet and this kind of thing. But when somebody says, look, we're going to go out and we're doing these, we're doing these stadium shows in, in, in America this summer, and it's like, it's us and Journey and the Pretenders mm. on some of them and it's Cheap Trick on some others and we've got Frampton when we're in Canada and stuff like that. Yeah. They say, how does that look on the post? I say, it looks great. Of course it does. Yeah. Because people just want to hear stuff that they know when you're in, in big environments like that. It's not a learning venue. A learning venue is an open mic night down in the basement of a pub yeah. or you know a little club where you go and you're psychologically prepared for music you don't know that well. Yeah. But you don't go to a gig with us or U2 or McCartney and expect that we had 12 tracks from the new that album. That you have no idea that's about. That's when yeah. everybody goes to the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> True enough. Absolutely. Um, but I, I just think, you know, Irish fans don't get to see uh, Ian enough and there's always... The, I, the... I know. The last time he played here, it was Whelan's. Yeah. And it was about 20-something years ago. Yeah. I was... I was one of the that's the problem I was one of the very few people there so mm. there's Ple- no yeah oh gosh for the Irish there isn't really enough Irish fans but he makes a 
he makes a good living in in uh, in, the, in the UK and, and he does in America. He does. Uh, and very finally, um, publicity stunt or really great to hear um, Elon Musk using Bowie uh, in the in the car thing when he launched the Falcon rocket there during the week with Bowie. Well, he seems to be the thing to do these days, isn't he? He's taken over from Chuck Berry, who's, who's going up into space. Yeah. I kind of found it weird, really, that um, you know, it's like it was a reverse of roles because yesterday it was a te- Bowie was in a Tesla. And like just a few years back, Bowie was actually playing Tesla in a movie. <laughs> oh, he was, was wasn't he? Yeah. Together, you know? yeah, very good. Yeah, <laughs> right, very yeah. good. Um, yeah, but no, it's a, it's a, it's interesting to see the Starman actually become a Starman, and uh, Finally. I, 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 I absolutely loved it. But I w- wondered, as a Bowie fan, would you be? Well, into you know, it? I mean, anything that keeps the name alive, I'm all for it. You know, because he was all part of my DNA as a kid. You know, I mean, look, we're we're all we're all grown ups here. Everybody knows that Def Leppard sounds nothing like David Bowie. That's right. But it doesn't mean to say that he wasn't partly influenced. I mean, the first time we ever learned to play as kids so we had something to do with Suffragette City. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, he's always been there. I've committed to, to, let's call it vinyl for fun, or CD, over 30 Bowie songs in my lifetime, you know. um, Jesus. Because I'm such a big fan of his. I've I've guested with, I I was at this celebrating David Bowie show at Brixton last year and the one in L.A. where I was up with his last touring band. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, it was great fun to be able to get up there and do uh, Suffragette again. Yeah. And and like all the young dudes, which, as everybody knows, Uh, is my favourite ever song. It's your favourite record ever, yeah. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, you know, and, and I had a side project with Phil Collin um, called Cybernauts, which featured Trevor Boulder and Woody Woodman scene. Yeah, yeah. Rhythm section, and we went out there. It was, it was actually a celebration of Mick Ronson, in truth, but it was all the songs were, mo- you know, 99% of the songs were Bowie songs. It mm. was all the stuff that the Spiders were involved in. So it was Ziggy and Aladdin and Man Who Sold the World material. And, did you go to see uh, Woody? Dory and all that stuff. So, did you, did yeah, you, did I mean, you go to Woody when he was space, in? It's the, it's the most logical thing in the world these days. Yeah. Did you go to Woody when he was in? No, I missed him. I was away. Okay. Anyway, listen, uh, it's been nice to catch up with you. Kings of Chaos, anything more on the... Uh... No, you know, they, there was some shows lined up, but they kind of fell away. I don't know what happened there, but, I mean, it's not going to happen for me. The great thing is that's a floating kind of environment. You know, people come and go. People go yeah, um, yeah. It, it's like a football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, once we get fired up, we've got... Um, We've got a one-off show in London in May for the Teenage Cancer Trust, which we, you know, we were involved with the Who in that um, on the 25th of March. But other than that, we start again on the 21st of May, and then we don't finish till Christmas. So there'll be right. no Kings of Chaos this year. No, there certainly won't. The mothership is way too busy. It certainly is. Listen, enjoy the year, enjoy the cup of tea you're about to have, and enjoy whatever you get into uh, today in the studio. It's been nice it's to talk to you. It's gone cold now. Oh, sorry, sorry Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> sorry. Um, thanks, guys. Thanks a million, Take it man. easy. Chat to you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.